Hi, you're listening to Bridal and Ride on Air. I'm Caitlin, and welcome to your go-to horse lovers podcast. Have you ever wondered if there were useful training techniques from other sports you can use on your own horse? In this episode, we're discussing tapering. Hi, everyone. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited. We're post-COVID lockdown period now. We've started training our horses and competitions are opening up in Belgium, meaning that not only the professionals, but the other riders can go on competitions too, which is great news for us all after nearly two years of having not much to do or to train for. Now, having said that, I'm the type of person that just likes riding my horse, even if there are no competitions. But... If I'm being realistic, then I have to be honest, if there are no competitions to train for, well, the intensity and the focus is lower. But with everyone raring to go, I thought it might be interesting in this podcast to discuss training techniques. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not going to tell you how to ride your horse. You've got your trainer to do that. But I thought to help everyone along to get ready for competitions and then later in this year the championships it might be an interesting fact or two to know how other sports prepare leading up to championships or big competitions. Now we riders we tend to look at other riders as example which is a good thing of course but from time to time I think it's also very interesting to look at other sports and other sports people to see how they prepare how they train and what kind of techniques they use because it can be very useful Now, in other sports, they do a lot of research too. So let's look over the fence to the other side and use what we learn to help our horses get stronger and compete better. Now, which technique am I going to talk about today? It's tapering. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but I'll explain it to you so you understand very well what I mean with it. So, tapering is a technique where we reduce the amount of time we use training but we keep the intensity of the training at the same level as it is always. Now, this technique's been integrated into many types of sports, especially bike riders and runners and etc. But um, it can be used for all types of sports, to be honest. Um, It just needs a little bit of tweaking in how you use it in your training techniques. So how can we use this when training our horses? Well, it just means that You are riding your horse on the same regular basis as before. You're doing the same movements. You're riding to the same intensity. You're just shortening the length of the rides each time. Um, So, for example, if you're a dressage rider and normally in a riding session you do your exercises five to six times, you would start um, building down. So instead of doing it that many times you choose to do it only three to four times um, two to three times and then go down the intensity will be the same height or strength or whatever energetic but you just do it a few times less now you're probably wondering in what period of time do you need to do this well that depends a little bit on your horse and it depends as well on what you're doing it for so the tapering Um, If you do it in a shorter period of time, it's normally just for a one day event, you know, one, two, perhaps three tests that you have to do. Um, But if it's for a period of multiple days, meaning that the horse at the end of the three or four days is 
getting tired, having a little bit more muscle pains, etc. You'll do the tapering during a longer period of time so you can gradually build it down a little bit. I can hear you saying, oh my god, she's gone mad. You know, we riders, we're like um, control freaks. We just have to keep feeling the horse is in the same reactive way. He's moving in the same ways. Um, And we're always scared of changing our training or doing less of something. Um, But believe me, it's us that needs it, not the horse. Because once the horse knows the, the exercise and he's strong enough to do it, and he's routined in the exercise, there's nothing wrong with doing it a few times less. So stop panicking. I'll start explaining why tapering is a good idea for horses as well, and then perhaps you'll understand why you can use this to help your horse. First of all, let me remind you of a little interesting fact, that everyday training with your horse, even if it's a healthy and fit horse, leads to low-level damage to muscles. I'm sure that some people didn't know this, so it's interesting to take that into consideration as well. As well as a depletion of muscle glycogen in the muscles, you get small tears or rips in the muscles due to the force being used in the training. Of course, these heal each time after training, and if the horse gets enough rest between the peak training moments, you won't get any problems with it at all. Now, keeping in mind what I just told you about the muscles being damaged slightly after each training, do you start to understand why tapering can be an interesting way of building up to big competitions, to a one-day very important competition or a two, three, four-day event? You see, we want our horse to be top of his game, strong, healthy, energetic on competition day. What we don't want is a horse that's tired, has muscle fatigue, a little lack of energy and perhaps, you know, isn't really performing at his peak because he's been overdoing it the last days before the competition. So let me explain how to use tapering in an example. Now let's say you have a big competition at the end of the year. It's a one-day event, but in this one day you'll have to ride your horse two, perhaps three times. So what do we want? We want our horses to be fit to compete have lots of energy and enough energy to last all day. Well, if it's only a one-day event, you could do a tapering period that's relatively short. This means it can be, you know, just um, something that you implement the last week before the championships. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not training and not riding your horse in this week. No, no. It just means that every ride, every training you do the same intensity of exercises, but you shorten the length of the ride each time. So for example, the Monday um, you ride normally like you usually do, same intensity, you do the exercises you normally do. And then starting from the Tuesday, you take 10 minutes off, for example. 10 minutes less training and um, one repetitive exercise less than you usually do. So if you're normally training an exercise and doing it, I don't know, between 8 or 10 times, you do 10% less than you usually would do the exercise. Um, In doing this, what do you have as outcome? Um, Well, the strength of your horse is going to go up because he's not losing energy. The endurance is going up because he'll have more energy to use. The speed and the power used doing the exercises is going to go up as well. 
which means that the the big picture is your performance is going to get better. Now, I'm sure some people won't really believe me when I say this and they'll say, no, I have to train my horse hard every day before the championship because he has to be on point and he has to be very active. Well, believe me, if you're only um, taking a little bit of the time that you're using off the training, not the intensity, you're just giving him that little bit more energy that he's losing in the last minutes that you're training. Now, why is a tapering helping your horse? Well, it allows the muscles to recover more than they would when you just keep training at the same level and at the same amount of time each time. You know, you maximize muscle glycogen storage um, that you need for the power if you give him the little bit more time to recover each time. Now, it's not only useful for the fit and healthy horses that are very strong, it's also very useful for horses with a history of problems. I mean, horses that get injured very easily, that have tendinitis, arthritis, um, suffer from bruised feet or something like that. Um, if you reduce the amount of work, but you keep the intensity the same, it means you'll get a short-term recovery for your horse as well. So for horses that have a tendency um, to have small issues or problems, it's a very interesting thing to use as well. Now, believe me, I do understand riders. We tend to increase the training and the trainers um, tend to increase the training as well just before championships. But in fact, we have to think of a bigger picture. We really have to start increasing the level of training and the intensity you know, way before its championships to get the horses ready before they have to compete um, high-level, top-notch competitions. If you have everything ready beforehand, then you still have the room and the possibility to use tapering in the last days before the competition. You see, high level of training days before competition time, it won't influence the fitness of your horse your horse will be more likely to, to injure itself or to tire himself out if you do this. So it's a little bit counterproductive. Now, if you are working harder on a certain technical aspect, you know, something, a skill issue that's not quite there, this may help short term for this horse, but it can as well be at expense of the horse's physical condition. So you have to be careful which direction you want to go in give him more energy, give him more power, or uh, fine-tune the exercise a little bit more, even though you are going to tire him out and perhaps his muscles are going to be a bit more fatigued. Now I can hear you thinking, I can't do tapering for a whole week every time I have a championship. Well, it doesn't have to be a week. It was just an example. You can also use tapering in two or three days. This can also help your horse a little bit to gain the little extra energy they need and the little extra power they need as well. You see, that's a nice thing about tapering. You can use it to your own well-being or your horse's well-being, I mean. So depending on which competition, how much time you have, how much time you've been training, how intense you've been training, how long you've been training, you can work it up and work it down. Now, who's going to notice the positive sides of tapering the most it's riders who uh, ride at a moderate level or a high level sports um, so people that do competitions for example because 
they are going to be the ones that are training before competitions to get the fitness condition high enough to get the exercises to a certain level that are working on intensities um, and peak performance moments so for every rider that's you know aware of what they do with their horses and train to a goal you will have noticeable effects uh, when you use tapering for sure so there has been testing on tapering and the effects on horses I'll explain one of the things that have been tested and uh, how they've come to the conclusion that tapering is interesting for horses too. So they had two groups of horses. All the horses were at the same training facility, so they normally always got trained in the same way and they were approximately all at the same level. But because every horse is an individual, of course, every horse was tracked individually as well. So they had three cycles of training. Each cycle was eight weeks long. The first group of horses got seven weeks of standard training, as they usually do, you know, with peak moments and then rest moments and this building it up and building it down. But then they had one week of tapering after the seven weeks. The second group of horses just had the eight weeks of training without using the tapering technique. Now, after the first cycle, they could, could already see that the peak performance of the horses using the seven weeks and one week of tapering was going up. It was going up considerably. So there was a difference between group one and group two after one cycle of using it. Now, perhaps it's a lucky shot? No, don't think so. They repeated this cycle three times to see if the total result or the long-term result would also be good. Because perhaps after doing it just once you have a positive outcome, but using this a few times who knows, perhaps it doesn't mean that the total result or the long-term result will be better. So they repeated the cycle three times. And after the third cycle, all the horses were tested in group one and in group two. And the peak performance of the horses in group one, using the seven weeks of training and one week of tapering, had gone up by 4.4%. This might not sound like a lot, but it is a lot. 4.4% better peak performance just by using a week of tapering in an eight-week training program. So you see, it doesn't always have to be very long-term that you're thinking, but it is, you know, eight weeks, two months approximately. So you do have to think ahead when you're training your horse. Now, after testing all the horses on their peak performance, the total result and the long-term result was, after the three cycles of eight weeks, that using tapering was making the horses stronger, they were less injured than the horses not using the tapering. So the end outcome was really good. The conclusion is that re repeated tapering does make the performance better. Now in the testing, they did also compare to other horses that were trained using interval training. The outcome of horses trained with interval training was that the peak performance went up by 2,4%. So 2% less than horses using um, the tapering system. But it was very noticeable that horses trained with interval training had a lot more injuries. They were a lot more injury prone, which means that on the long term, I think it's less interesting using interval training than uh, using tapering. 
Now, with our sports horses, and especially the modern sport horses, we do get very hot horses. And it may not, you know, seem quite as easy to use the tapering system with the very hot horses because they have so much energy already and then they get a bit, you know, iffy if they don't work hard enough. Well, if you want to use tapering for very hot horses, think about limiting the hard feed at the moment that you're starting your tapering as well. Build the hard feed down like you build the time down that you're training, not the intensity, of course. Now, horses that have muscle problems, they are also ones that you have to be careful with the feed. It's best to limit the hard feed for them as well. Um, Even if it's a short tapering period or a long tapering period, just build it down gradually as you're tapering. Like I said in the beginning, how you use a tapering is dependent on your horse and how he is. If it's a very hot horse, I think that a short-term tapering might be the safer way to go because you don't want your horse to be too explosive because then the reactions aren't going to come like you would like them to come if your horse is okay he's he's energetic but not explosive and he's not the type that needs to get rid of the surplus energy that he has then you can use long-term tapering as well especially if it's for a three four day event so to sum it up Tapering's interesting for everyone who has a moderate level or high level sports they're doing with their horses. If you notice your horse is getting fatigued and tired in the second part of the test, I think especially of uh, dressage horses or jumping horses then, um, then tapering can be very interesting for your horse for sure. Of course, I don't want to, you know, only talk about dressage and jumping because for the other types of sports, that we do with our horses this can be very interesting as well especially endurance and eventing because the, you know they're using loads and loads of energy so if you can get that extra little bit of battery charging before the competitions that's just fantastic you get the muscles ready you have a little bit more of extra power but keep in mind if you have very hot horses or horses with muscle problems limit the hard feed like you limit the time that you're training I hope this has helped you think a little bit more about your training patterns and helped you to understand that riding a little less long can be positive for your horse. It doesn't always have to be the same length of time that you're training. Thank you for listening and I'll be back soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bridal and Ride on Air. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow our podcasts, write a little comment or share it for your friends. If you have any suggestions, just send us an email at info at bridleandride.com. My name's Caitlin and there's more to come soon.